Hello and welcome to another episode of The Modern Nerd. I'm Sir Slice 13. I am Smerchandise. I'm GJC. And we are, as always, massive nerds. Now, we've got uh the peacemaker review coming up so uh anyone who was tuned in for our last one saw our opinions on the gray man and Lightyear. make sure to check those out there's a fun little flip in there uh dan and i switch places so it'll be a nice little twilight zone um you have been he, he means he was the boy. negative one and i was the positive one but george was right. also positive because george george is the um realist george is the mediator between me and dan with a um, with a with a one percent chance to have a completely wild card opinion wild that we take. never see coming that we never see coming. Batman right. Forever is the best Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey will die here. on this Only hill. Riddler. Get out of here! Get out of here! Jimmy you blew up my battleship. <laughs> George George being like, it's boiling acid. <laughs> That's my hearing. You do that too well. Um, <laughs> that's fucking creepy. So, uh, uh, Batman Forever references. References everyone will get. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, mm. God. I still it's, love... Like, it's like one person... Holy like, rusted metal, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah. The metal. It, it's rusted and holy. The fact <laughs> that they like, explain it. That was my favorite part. Um, he still has his suit, Chris O'Donnell. Good for him. It's it's collecting dust in a basement. I saw it on like. You know, Did he like iron Conan out the nipples? <laughs> that one didn't have nipples. It was the Batman right. Robin not one yet. that had yeah, nipples. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, speaking of DC Universe, something good to come out of it. An, an older show uh, that uh, we all, Dan, finally got around to watching. Um, it was what eight episodes long I, I haven't watched it in a while so i've got the cheat sheet here with the episodes uh mm -hmm. oh, so i can that too. give myself a reminder of what happened uh in all of these um general overview for me i fucking loved this um i, I loved it from start to finish um maybe not start the first episode i think was not the strongest for me but it got better uh very quick for me yeah. personally um and anytime uh, I get to see Master Piandao on screen, I'm a very happy camper. Uh, in this case, he is the opposite of Master Piandao and plays uh, the head of a racist cult. Yeah, it was so good. Robert Patrick is the voice of Master Piandao from Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, he is. Which is my fun fact for the day. Yeah. Tingle Slice's fun fact. I knew this fact. Which oh. it's, it's interesting because when you think of it... Master Piandao is Sokka's... Master, master. It's, gotcha. he sounds like henry rollins to me but then Did you get say henry his Ro name ever in that episode by the way yeah <sighs> okay Ooh, I say it actually a couple times in the beginning yeah, of course in the beginning they go master yeah. panda and then mm -hmm. at the end when he meets master panda again during the end of the series he also yeah, never registered in my white brain all right yeah. <laughs> he was it was he sounds like henry rollins but then you get henry rollins later as the villain in cora so i won't get into <laughs> that that's a whole nother episode um yeah, but uh this show for me was the john cena show it was just a showcase for him to just be ridiculous and it worked so well because he had an amazing 
uh, cast around him. Just all the characters worked so perfectly. If this was just him and a bunch of shitty characters, it definitely wouldn't have landed as well. So I'm no, not I'm not taking anything away from anybody else. They were phenomenal uh, from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, 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 Danielle. It starts with a B. Baker. Ba ba the uh, the the woman who played. Ooh, I'm not even gonna try. Adebayo. Oh, Adebayo. Yeah. Adebayo. She was great. <laughs> I, I thought she had a good arc. Danielle it was an Brooks. interesting. Daniel Brooks. Really I good. knew it was a B. I knew it was a B. Give me credit. Um, I thought she was fantastic in this as well because she was like the only grounded character in the show, and she's spoilers <laughs> from like three month old show. Uh, the son, the son, Jesus, the daughter of Amanda Waller. Which is like to have that be the most grounded character in a show. It's kind of fun, it, you know. It's kind of interesting. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know how much time we want to drop into this, but we can go over it. Let's get let's get thoughts, Dan. Initial thoughts, just the whole show overview of it. What did you think? Um, you definitely wasn't. Yeah, I, I definitely was not as into it, which is kind of why it took me so long. The first, I would say, three episodes. It, it, it was good. Uh, I'm not saying it wasn't, but it just uh, the 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 comedy was. <laughs> uh, who who who's who's directed this the guy? We all Gun. know James, James Gunn. Gunn. He his style of comedy. Uh, it it's kind of like. It reminds me. How can I can't go a single podcast without a wrestling reference? It kind of reminds <laughs> me of uh, like Daniel Bryan's Yes Chant. Like, even if you don't like it, he's going to commit to it until you do. Like, he just he's he stuck to his guns. And I just like was not like I was like, I just felt generally annoyed by all like the style of humor and how it like. And the thing is, with comedy, comedy happens like. It sometimes it happens like to to make sense, but sometimes it happens for the sake of comedy, and it just felt like that was happening a lot. And I just just like okay, yeah, okay, yeah, your banter is very ridiculous, and no one says these guys. Yep, very very over the top. Yes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and you know, but like it, it's I my main takeaway from the whole thing is that James Gunn is a master at making things that kind of don't belong whether it's like in a group on screen or as a perspectively from the audience's perspective and making it feel like it does belong uh you know the, a lot of these people felt like they didn't belong in a group they eventually did i didn't feel like this like some of this some of these things were working but eventually it did feel like it worked and he's really good at that uh he did that with the gardens of the galaxy and he did it again um but you know and but ultimately i was in because the plot took off and it was really good and i was invested and they were able to pepper in jokes now and again and instead of you know toward the end of feeling like ah who's this fucking guy who won't shut up they're like ah this fucking guy won't shut up he's hilarious so uh yeah it was it, it was by the end loved it uh i had a hard time getting through it and i bet if i rewatched it I would enjoy the beginning much more now because I'm much George. more familiar with the characters. George, what's your, your general overview? And then we'll break it down a little more. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I agree with Dan. I, I think like 
the cast did a really good job. It's you know, it's got the whole island of misfit toys feel to it, and then they all just kind of come together, which is like, I think, you know, that's the the formula for the James Gunn, you know, films, which is, but he does it so masterfully. I don't have any complaints about it. Um, I like the the beautiful multi layered and multi colored and multi-sexual orientation spectrum of this like film it's very very yeah wide range of cast of characters of different backgrounds of both socially racially die beard diverse um (laughs) also a wide range of well you could say star power actors people who we probably never even really seen or noticed before in other previous things they've done and like really gave all of them a chance to stand out I think every single person, like, that's, like, what's fabulous about James Gunn is, it's like, you know how they tell you in theater, there are no small, like, there's no small parts. There's just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, every single part you're, is, like, a big, who can, it doesn't matter when you're on stage, but whenever you're on stage, like, you go 100% because, like, you never know when someone's looking at you. You never know when that's your shot. That We never know when that's your moment, right? So you always, when you're on stage, you go full, you commit full 100. And I think he's really great at that because some of these small side characters who normally would have just been, like, toss-away characters in a single episode or whatever moment, whatever, he got the best out of every single small character, from, like, a sheriff to, like, this person to that. These people, who, to a random short Asian superhero to, like, all these people who you would have thought were just minor, tiny little characters, you could tell that they invested and loved this guy so much as a director that they still gave it their all full 100%, even if they were only going to be in it for a couple scenes. You just tell that they commit from the dudes in jail to freaking guys bowing down to a racist, like, you know, like cult leader or whatever, villain. Like yeah. every little person who had a part, you could tell they just enjoyed him and enjoyed the film so much or the show so much. They, they like fully commit. And you could tell that right away, even from the fucking beginning of the show, when they bring out that crazy ass roll of credits and the song that they're doing, <laughs> the stupidest, goofiest fucking song you've ever seen in your life and dance moves that look like they were all weird and choreographed, but those guys love him so much they all fucking committed and by the end of it you're dancing with it by the end of the series because you think it's fucking hilarious all completely straight face straight face the entire how many times do you think that took them like i can't i would love to see the outtakes and i'm just being like like you i would i'd be laughing my ass off like that's there you go that's my overall yeah Yeah. i was the one pushing for us to do a peacemaker episode for this whole pod so yeah because I, I want to this this show hit me like at a time where I felt like I don't know I was kind of like in a slump maybe it was like during certain years of the month when it's like snowing out or whatever and I watched mm. it I think it was during winter when it came out so I was like you know like kind of in a, a, a rut but like it really cheered me up because they have like just like John Cena hamming it up and like I'm not the like I was not a, yeah whatever we're gonna get into wrestling but you yeah, know we're, like we're, Cena honestly Cena has done some of his best fucking work after wrestling <laughs> like yeah. honestly some of his best work has come after well, wrestling and this being he, given freedom to do yeah it, like, it's given him the freedom I mean? to do things that he obviously was not allowed to do in WWE and this this is just great and like shout out to the ladies go watch this show because if you like looking at John Cena yeah. you're gonna see a lot of John Cena so. Go watch the show if you're a, a lady and enjoy looking John at John Cena. Cena. You're gonna see a lot. In the beginning, of John Cena. you don't really see a lot. Like, the last well, yeah, but he, he's sure. got to he's got to reel them in and get the hook and be like, yo, 
it's yeah, like the yeah. henry cavill he, he, thing going on <laughs> yeah there needs to be at least a couple episodes where he's shirtless or else people are not going to want to watch <laughs> practically naked um it i don't know why but it's like when those scenes where he's like in his underwear i'm like yeah all right that's absolutely hilarious for some reason he just looks like he's like a triangle on a on a pair of legs like it's just such an interesting thing to look at and i'm not even looking at his fucking underwear it's just maybe like, it's because I'm, like, I'm used to it because it's like i've yeah like i think it's like, because like, we spent so much time watching him in wrestling that i'm used to that yeah by that's now. true it looks like he was stuffed with muscle fiber. Like, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, like, he's always, he's, he's always looked he's like that. Basically different <laughs> than he was. Then. He was he's a lot like always looked like that. back then. That's true, but like he's so he's like more like ripped kind of now. Yeah, and it's, it's like it's it's. it's I mean, you know, it's uh, it's props. impressive. It's yeah, props for sure. Um, um, yeah. He's so, got like a bulging vein the size of the Niagara Falls. It's like oh huge on his bicep. I always it, look at that fucking vein. I'm dude. like, it's, it's gonna explode. That, yeah, I'm like that thing is that dude. Can we get like a side plot on how that thing is ready to escape from, from John <laughs> like, Cena's? It looks, arm. Like, it looks like, like today is like the day. Those like, <laughs> those like worms from like what's it called? Like buried into his skin from uh, whole ones. I film. I forgot. But anyways, all right. All right, like, I'm like done. James right. Gunn's other film. Um. Okay, I want to uh, break references. down and talk about the character of Peacemaker in this, because that mm. is the most interesting part of this show, is you have this character who is a villain, for sure, in a sense, in mm. that, like, he just murders everyone, and it's called out very early in the show that he's, you know, uh, uh, killed... I think it was in this. Maybe I'm confusing with something. But he's, you know, like the janitor. Um, yeah, the, the the janitor calls him out, being like, "Yeah, and where do you where where do you kill a lot of these people? Are they like in the hood? You know, like it, he's it, implying that he kills a lot of folks of color, and mm. um, it you know that he's a racist. That he's a racist, clearly. And and I think it's interesting that what we learn in the rest of the show is that his father is a. Uh, is is the white dragon the head of basically the head of the superhero head of the kkk is yeah. essentially which is like not an easy topic to write these days no. and to look at who peacemaker is at this moment when we meet him compared to what we vaguely know of his upbringing it's a miracle he's who he is and not worse because he does yeah. consider himself a hero and he isn't trying to be racist you can tell that he's really honest to god not trying to be the worst he person he's a good person planet. right but like it's it you start to as the show unfolds you kind of start to realize is this like what's how much is nurture and how much is nature like where's the line between who he like where's the splitting line where he becomes just a, a horrible human being and actually becomes a hero like i think to well, have that character uh, written you. like this is is very 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 hard to do to make you watch a character who you know is not really a good person but is an interesting it's, character and you're rooting for him right weirdly. it's because his brother died i mean yeah. if his oh, brother clearly. hadn't died i think both him and his brother would have been raised to be complete pieces of shit yeah but uh, when that happened he, he saw his father blame him and he knew it wasn't his fault and he started like yeah. kind of looking at things differently and here we have peacemaker yeah and i think the, the, the course of the show was 
it was a good story. It was a good character arc for him. You know, he's he's he grew out of a lot of his sexist, misogynistic, closed-minded points of view, and it took a while, and it took a lot of bluntness for him to uh, uh, outgrow some of these misguided. Uh, views that he had and you know because uh, a lot of different movies and a lot of different shows will kind of give you a really slow build and have the character learn you know profound lessons but it's really kind of what's her name agent what's the agent's name in this the the woman who he's like attracted to hardcore hardcore and like her literally being like you're a fucking piece of shit misogynistic asshole stop it like that's what happened a lot over the course of the first four episodes where like she kept shooting him down and everybody and then it was uh Adebayu who kept calling him out and like really really brought him around i think in the end was it was Adebayu his ability to look past some shitty things that people have done to then trust and then i don't know it was it's it's an interesting show and this is just aside from the ridiculous humor that i absolutely like loved by the end of the show like dan like it was just just over the top hilarity and like for me that's what drew drove this show is not just the peacemaker character the rest of the characters the plot was like a backseat for me like it was a hmm. To me, I was like, "This plot is stupid." Like, it's it, but like it's a little ridiculous. it didn't matter. It, it was body ridiculous. snatchers. They're they're literal butterflies. <laughs> like, I was expecting something else, and then it was like, "Oh no, it's a literal alien butterfly thing." And it was interesting, and they kept it going enough. It was it was just this side of ridiculous enough for me to be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool." Superheroes, villains, and aliens, and then a giant fucking space cow in the end. A, a bug. Which they never the gave a name. They just called it the cow. Like yeah, which is cool. which is fine because that's not the point of the show. Yeah, the show right. is a character piece for mm -hmm. really this crew uh, to come together and and become one or whatever you want to call it but it it's it's hard it, it's a lot of props to did james gunn write this or just direct it because the writing on this to be able to walk that line and especially in 2022 when there has been so much racism and hate in the world well and they made the they made those those white supremacists look just downright ridiculous so there's nothing yeah. there's nothing like it's not like they glamorize white supremacy they they made no. those guys look like idiots so yeah. like that that's not that difficult it's not <laughs> because it's, they are idiots, it's unfortunate <laughs> that like you look at robert patrick and you're like uh the his dad and you're like yeah that makes sense. But yeah. really, he's, he's that could not be a real person. person. Yeah, like at all. Like Robert Patrick is is a nice guy, and he's played a lot of villains. It's that kind of it's that character thing we talked about last Boy, time. He nailed that, by the way. He like did. I felt the hatred yeah. like hard, like, and I was I like, hated, oh yeah, hated this character a lot. And it was it was a very emotional, satisfying moment when he uh, spoilers as we're getting later into the show uh, as when he kills his father like it was it was very well done um, i will say i had a lot of predictions for this show that didn't come to fruition uh so in maybe either because i was overthinking it or or because this was a little more you guys do say the plot is kind of typical but the execution was i think different and how things would play out normally like the overall arcing thing of these things of body snatchers and, and stuff i guess is, isn't exactly news but like just like little things i thought would happen didn't and like i i was i was 100 sure 
that his dad was going to be taken over like by a butterfly like them mid conversation yelling at each other and then he would kill his dad and feel less like he killed his dad and more like he just killed you know i thought that was for sure gonna happen and it didn't and it was like a really like intense kind of moment for him um and that was uh and i i it was unexpected and i I like that choice how, how that played i mean it's uh it's it's hard to not root for for the character uh given what he goes through uh, even though i would say coming into it i was like this fucker just killed rick flag like yeah. for a stupid reason like fuck this guy and then we see his side of the story and you i mean i'm you know uh, i'm looking for i mean the way that this ended uh i don't know if it's a plot hole or or intentional but it seems like there's easily more uh story to be had uh there, you know there is like, they really it was really i'm so i'm so i'm fresh off last episode uh so it's i do do we want to go through this episodically tim or were you just kind of jumping um, i mean i don't think we have enough time for that yeah but, no let's just okay talk so about key i'm for i'm fresh off last episode i i think it was either handled poorly or for a reason even if it was for a reason still handled quite poorly really brushed over the fact that when you kill someone with the butterfly inside them the butterfly leaves their body not a single that what sight. happens yeah that's happened in with everyone when a butter when they kill the body of, of someone with a butterfly and the butterfly escapes even and when they that, shoot him in the face uh in the brain i guess that's a good point but that would have to mean they killed all of those people going to the warehouse in the brain and they definitely didn't do that so they really brushed over the fact that there's a lot of butterflies just and the really only one we saw was uh was was one that tried to get into hardcore mouth hardcore's mouth and you know that didn't happen thankfully but i was really like why did you guys what i thought that was a weird choice because they were so he was so good at continuity leading up to this point like literally on every aspect and to brush over kind of a big moment i thought was a weird choice maybe it'll be addressed in future uh you know shows or episodes i didn't even but, think uh, about it yeah even for a second i'm well it's, it's like good it, you were immersed yeah. oh yeah super yeah super yeah although i, I just, did have to watch a bunch of these on like my ipad because i don't have hbo max out here and it's stupid mm. Mm. um yeah talk about it talk, the the ending was uh, what did you think of that that final that episode is as a whole it was, it was a great ending. I mean, yeah. it, they it was they brought it home, and that's not something that happens very often. And I really, you really felt the heartfeltness. You felt the. I mean, even despite my complaints about that, you, it was a very satisfying conclusion to a what George would and Tim maybe even would agree that is probably not just the best DC show to come out like live action, but maybe even possibly the best thing that DC has done uh that's why i said we needed to watch this i mean we've talked about both me and george said this is the best thing thing i said that like i've been saying i don't maybe i guess i'm having in trouble thinking of something that i like better off top of my head so this um, is the best thing that dc's um, made live action wise yeah i think i think you're right uh the best thing that dc's made you think of the best things that dc is you think of wonder woman you think of harley quinn you think of suicide squad i think that I, I think, think these of, are all. This is better than of, all those. This is better you than mean Wonder like Woman. Harley Quinn the movie. Yeah, yeah. You like I still, that? Up I didn't love like, it. I'm saying in terms of the best things DC has done, I think that's no. up. This there. is the best thing that uh, DC's done. Yeah. yeah. 
live action wise so. for sure yeah and like i think a lot of it is like you, you give a lot of, I, I i think there's a lot of credit given to the writers but also just like the the actors themselves i think james gunn gave them the freedom to like just go off and like ad lib a lot because if you look at a lot of the stuff they cut out which they tend to sh they show it after the credits if you've ever stay long enough after the credits they do a lot of extra scenes that they mm -hmm. like that just didn't make it into the episode and it's like it's usually nothing even to do with the plot it's just random like scenes where they're banter that they're going back and forth with each other and it feels like so organic it feels like they just kept going at it and they you know that these are they're like the, the, you're, you're you're kind of like a fly on the wall watching them argue with each other sometimes or like do yeah. crazy shit and it, it, every one of them is funny all the post-credit scenes are hilarious and it just feels like yeah. extra th like like team tim gum was just like go for it keep going and like i'll just keep filming and you know whatever yeah just keep it rolling and keep it going and you guys just flow and riff off of each other and continue bantering stay in character improv let let it just come out and it feels like john cena of course coming from the wrestling background is a master of that so it felt like yeah. he just had the opportunity to go and be that character and all these guys got to be that character and he just let them set them up for the scene and then said this is what we're these are the things but if you want to add more extra things just play off of each other trust each other as actors to be their character that you're supposed to be and play off of each other and, and and be in that moment you know and i feel like so many of those scenes and a lot of the post-credit scenes capture that kind of specialness and as an, someone who comes from like acting myself and who's done acting like when i was younger and like in high school and stuff like i can really really appreciate that like the kind of trust that you have to have as a director as an actor as a crew and as an ensemble cast to be able to do that kind of thing is it's it, 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 it's a, a level that i think you strive for in the business and in the industry that you don't get and uh the show is just goes to show that when you give people an opportunity to shine and like you trust them to deliver that they do it and that's what really i think makes it special it's and the overall plot you can say what you want as plot holes and ending and whatever i'm not like again not really nitpicking on that because i don't i like i didn't really even notice like tim said but yeah. I think, um, judging by the plot, you can say what it is, what it is. It's, you know, it's nothing too extreme and nothing that you haven't seen before. Um, great, ex you know, different twists and ex executions on a, a plot that we've seen before. But in the end, uh, Tim's right that a lot of it is the, like just those individual character moments and interactions with each other. That really, to me, was what was more entertaining than the overall plot. The plot really got crazy too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna, yeah. Like butterflies yeah. everywhere, like swarming it. And like there was some really intense scenes where like it, you were like, whoa, like, cool. and there was great action. Don't get me wrong. Funny things happening. People exploding and being pulverized. Like great action. Just funny things happening all the time. But like really it, 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 at the end of the day like if there weren't those all those like scenes and interactions with the characters and all the like the growth that they've had and every one of those characters had and the amount of tension that they put into every character's like story arc like if there wasn't that detail and it was all just action i and like i of the plot and that was the focus of it and if, if the plot was what drove the show forward more than the actual character development it wouldn't have been as good of a show thing. like do you know what i'm saying if the plot was more of the center of the focus of the show than the character development that they put in i don't think it would have been as good of a show i really yeah. think what what made the show 
what it was. The plot is just like it's just the rot. It's just the train that you get on to get to like the end of the station to me. But like yeah. the real show mm. was like what was happening on the train. Well, like the, the people. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what it felt it's, like to me. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. it does. It's a great, it's a great analogy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy to think that that John Cena is probably one of the greener actors. Not not maybe not in the. Just not in the conventional sense. Just not in the uh, conventions. Yeah. And this is like the perfect you know, he's, he's more or less been acting medium for a long for time. But yeah, this yeah, is the perfect medium because he got the opportunity to be John Cena and like stretches <laughs> in throb and like stretches. Well, he, I mean, he wasn't John Cena. He was he was he he was Peacemaker, a very a very kind of like you know over the top you know vulgar Peacemaker. Right. I don't know how accurate that is, but I don't care because it was fun to watch and that it was, was clear that a lot of it came from like you know the, f- the freedom to improv yeah uh something that they probably got better with is, is the more they shot i i really uh the character uh capturing each character for each their roles was everyone did a really good job i yeah. like i loved i loved danielle brooks was great as like the unexpected daughter of amanda waller and i you know i was a little admittedly i was a little unsure about her coming into this i watched orange is the new black and she was very green i think back in during that show good in uh, that, though. she was she was she was okay i think she i think it was clear she was doing everything she could i just don't think she was she quite had the chops yet and she does now clearly i she nailed this role and i felt i really felt for her and her, her what she was going through and and she like what gave a shit about about uh, peacemaker and that showed and they had a great like they had great chemistry together her and cena uh almost everyone had great chemistry together but they especially did and it was a joy to watch and i, I hope they make more of this i hope that i dude let's do fuck snyderverse fucking peacemaker verse dude like build the <laughs> build the dc thing around this kind of universe and like I don't know. Black Adam versus Peacemaker just to have Rock versus Rock versus Cena 4. No. (laughs) I don't want that. But it's going to (laughs) happen. If it's going to happen at some point. I don't think he's going to go to the big screen. I think Cena's going to be on the small screen. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. How show was, how successful was this show really? Like, we loved it. But like, it was good. I, it, it did very it was okay, well. For, but in terms of like an, a grand audience standpoint, I don't. Do you guys know? It, like, it did well on HBO Max when it was coming okay. out. Okay. Uh, it yeah. aired originally back in February. Um, okay. And it, yeah, it it did well. Uh, it's gonna. It's one of the few things that seems like it's going to, uh, uh, you know, miss the chopping block, uh, with hmm. the with this new regime. Um. You know, Gunn keeps talking about stuff and everything, and and how it's it's still going to be moving forward. I, I keep not clicking on. I, I they're like, oh, find out what James Gunn says. I read one of the articles uh, briefly. I kind of skimmed it, and I keep avoiding them because I'm very angry at Warner Brothers right now, um, mm. because they're just I don't know what they're doing. But um, okay, yeah, so, so it just sounds like it's going to be. Yeah, I just looked it up, too. We got top TV shows in HBO in 2022. Peacemaker comes in uh, at number nine after The Staircase and and Winning Time. Uh, Yeah. Here's some tidbit, though. They said that every single episode of Peacemaker got higher than the previous episode. And by the time Mm. it got to the final episode, it was 44% higher than the series premiere. 
Okay. Uh, within those eight episodes, it, it grew by forty-four percent. So it did build, and people kept talking about it. Kept, people kept getting on to coming onto it. So <laughs> number four is Game of Thrones, <laughs> which so and, and number three is Friends. So you know, uh, it's still just oh, oh, number two is Big Bang Theory. Oh, Jesus Christ! I like um, that show. It's it's not a bad show. It just it's just not it's not good either. Um, it's like a it's 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 friends. It's the cast of friends. If they were nerds, that's all it yeah, is. Like literally, friends is great. Like friends is fucking yes. like friends is milk toast with a little bit of cheese. I don't know. This is me. Uh, you I think friends, friends is great? Great. This is a different topic. All the way through. So hold on. This is important. This you think it's great? I there's think some it's people one of the greatest real, shows to come out of the 90s. Period. There's some people who are in that generation who fucking Sitcoms. love Friends. People who like Sitcoms. Friends fucking okay. love Friends. People who like it's Friends love it. Dan. It's like their favorite show from that era. It's what you put on when you like want to like look at your phone. Like, like I don't know. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. People who like Very. Friends like love Friends. Yeah, I love remember, it. Hey, I like remember that episode of uh, King of the Hill where Bobby's playing with the, <laughs> the doll, the friend's doll? He's like, you want to be Chandler or you want to be Ross? I do not remember that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch King of the Hill. But I have many friends that do, and I almost I enjoy the references of King of the Hill more than I do the actual show. So Damn it, Bobby. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Just good. I watched a lot of it. It's, oh. it's clearly quality. And I love Mike Judge, but it, it just it wasn't it didn't it, the Bobby, jokes didn't lend for me. And, it's hard to watch uh, now because the animation is damn it, Bobby. dated. It is dated. I love referencing with friends, but yeah. get getting back to yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Have, how are we going to talk about Peacemaker and not talk about the uh, weirdest cast member, Eagly, <laughs> portrayed by? It's just weird that like there was an actual relationship with the eagle whereas like i think in the show in the in the comic book it wasn't that kind of like relationship like he just was around and like attacked but it was never like this weird i'm talking to my eagle type thing which i thought was a really it was just kind of fun you know it was like one of those like uh uh gimmicks that just sort of the more he did it the more it became funny uh uh but uh i think uh yes like you were talking about earlier um which i think it was maybe even pre before we started airing everything was uh vigilante was yeah. like super annoying uh but like played a really big part in bringing peacemaker around because mm -hmm. like you hear a little bit about I, I, do you even really hear a little bit about him i i don't remember specifically if you get like a backstory little, on him very little but like but there right towards the last like two episodes he really kind of is pushed a little bit more into the spotlight in the emotional spotlight i suppose because he when was it he wants to he, he wants to go like break him out of uh he wants to break into prison to kill uh his dad which i was like oh all right like i see what he's doing like that's like a very noble gesture of him you know like he wants to help his friend that, do the it. way to do it is to not get in trouble outside of a prison that's not how that works but that's okay no, at all but um you know like he he in the in the long run really like he had that uh, emotional beat that was needed for peacemaker to uh again make that maybe not a full transition i wouldn't say he is like completely reformed by the end of this um but he's moving forward and i think a lot of it has to do with after he kills his father, they made the choice to show you 
the psychological effects rather than imply them in that mm. he still sees his father and his father is still tormenting him in mm. his mind, which is, I, I love uh, that trope. I don't, it, it's been used, but like, it hasn't been to me that I can recall and I could be wrong. Don't quote me, but that hasn't been done in a while, you know, in something uh, uh, of this particular, uh, um, quality. No, what am I looking for? Like, mm. it, it may have been done in something, but it wasn't like, to me, it wasn't like a, a big movie that did it. It wasn't a big thing. But like, it, it, those types of things, they work when they're done right. And I think that right. this was done, you gotta I think do it was done right. right. Yeah. yeah and, I, I, hate, I hate it when they just have like characters just pop up and talk to you for yeah. like seemingly no reason. And this was yeah. a, a reason. So that's the, the symbolism yeah. was clear. And um, yeah, that was good. And I yeah. mean, it's, it's a good thing because honestly, like despite how much we, we hate him as an audience, his dad was, you know, the actor did an amazing job and uh, it will be interesting to see how that affects him moving forward. Uh, you talked about Vigilante. I, it, I, I, I saw it as a clear opportunity for uh, a lot of more growth than, uh, than he already showed uh, throughout the show, uh, Peacemaker. I, I think that there was a lot of opportunity to like see like when he does something dickish or something to see his partner do like do it like again and he's literally getting a full view of something dickish that he just did and he's seeing how that like his actions affect other people and how hatred can affect other people and it feels like they didn't capitalize on that as, as much as they should have it was just more like he's just yelling at him for being annoying the whole time and it didn't feel like there was you know uh, uh enough of a like he had that real nice moment without a out of bio at the end but not with really with with vigilante it's, it feels like there's like hopefully that's something they explore a little more moving forward because there's yep. still some unresolved issues in, in my mind uh there and or, or I, it's hard to tell because sometimes like are they doing this for the sake of comedy or are they doing this because these two guys really have a real problem with each other and i really couldn't tell a lot of the time uh so i don't know maybe that's maybe there isn't something there maybe it was like they're doing this part to be funny or, or, or so there isn't anything to explore but i hope there is and i hope they do i, I, I mean if they can blur the line like that that's that's pretty good storytelling i guess it is but it's more like so is ultimately the, so that by the end of this show uh of the end of this season the question for me was does this have a purpose and ultimately, the answer was no, because it, nothing came to fruition of it. So it, I'm wondering, like, what was the point of it? So the point was just comedy? Because that was a little too close to blurring the line for me. Like, if it's clear, if it's just comedy, it's fine, you know, moving forward. But if there's a reason, like, give me some, give me one, you know there what I mean? Was, that, wasn't there a moment when he was talking about, like, where Cena was down on himself and he was kind of like unloading his you know his emotional dump and he was like and and he's like and and like this guy is my best friend like he admitted i think at one point in the show that vigilante was his best friend and i think he, saying he, it was like kind of the thing where he was he, like he didn't <laughs> i thought he did like in like this no e eagle is his best friend sure sure and, but like his and, like only human friend that he had up until that yeah point. but he but he lost us but the, he said at the end of the show that out of bio is his second best friend <laughs> at the end of the show so yeah. i mean there's you know i feel a little bad for for uh for vigilante but it's kind of like he's only acting this way because of the way he's been treated 
you know, by, by, by Peacemaker. And so it's like, he's being, it's so kind far of that we know of, I guess so. But there was, you know, he's, he still doesn't like, he still doesn't know when he's crying or exercising his face muscles. How serious is that? How, what does he really think that? I, I don't know. Comedy? I think there's something wrong or, with him. Like, I think there's something mentally wrong with vigilance. Is there, or is it comedy? I think there is the he himself is blurring that line too much for me to like give a shit, uh, which is unfortunate because I gave a shit about almost everyone else. Don't get me wrong. Like he did a great job from an acting perspective and his moment in the prison, I thought was awesome and badass. And they gave him his moment and that was cool. But beyond that, he just seemed like this kind of like, you know, this fly that wouldn't go away, but then all of a sudden would do something really important for the plot and then kind of go back to being this fly. Uh, you, it's almost think, like having a how do you fit a comic relief character into a show of comically yeah, accurate characters? Yeah, you know, like, is, they're, they're I, all I funny. That. Yeah, I appreciate the, that challenge, but they he was able to do there was a, some sort of resolution, uh, you know, with almost every other character had a very satisfying kind of like true ending to their story, except for one who was seemingly a pretty important one but it's like it's it's almost like he's not important to peacemaker so it's like he's not that important to us uh as the in, as the audience so by you know it, like from that from that perspective standpoint which i felt really bad about because like everyone else literally had a nice moment except for him and i was like what is what is that why i i don't know if it was just like a didn't maybe james gunn wasn't as inspired by their you know it's hard to get inspired by a, a character whose n- <laughs> superhero name is literally vigilante i guess you know there's something there but i don't, I don't know. know i Too felt bad. like vigilante's character i mean he's obviously if you want to look at it from a derivative perspective is he's obviously a brother surrogate like he's supposed sure. to be that little annoying brother that peacemaker but i don't got. not really though because then peacemaker would be I feel a little more nurturing. No, he's not because he's an annoying brother. He's like the real, if his brother hadn't died, his oh, brother would have been oh, like okay. an annoying right. brother that tagged along with him and he, his sidekick quote unquote. Another missed opportunity in my mind. I but, mean, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily that derivative, but I think in a way that's what the character serves is that younger annoying mm. sibling that, and he obviously takes I it for see. granted and that's supposed to be the way yeah. that it's supposed to be. I think James because that's, Gunn the, really that's didn't... that character's role is to be taken granted by by Peacemaker. I get that. I guess maybe I'm wondering that James Gunn didn't want to do uh, like kind of like a he was avoiding the very typical oh like this is this guy is like filling in for his brother. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's trying like, to avoid so that. He, so, he, so I think I think in the process of avoiding that, he avoided his kind of arc altogether, and maybe. it feels unresolved. I might have so to watch. Maybe, maybe that's just, that's just my kind of taste. I didn't really think mind. that yeah, was missing out, but you mean you're watching it fresher and you're seeing it maybe from yeah. this perspective. Yeah. I didn't really yeah. feel like they missed that much on him, but. It was only because all of the other characters had like a satisfying conclusion to their character arc, like the team and everything. And then it just felt like one that seemingly seemed that much more important didn't. And I was kind of like, huh, why? We'll see I in season two, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I hope so. So I hope so. Yeah, I, th- I think the overall consensus is if you haven't seen Peacemaker, definitely go watch it. Uh, it's yeah. on HBO Max. Um, if you're over here in the UK, it's now, it's on now, you can get it on that. Um, but it, it's definitely, definitely worth the watch. If not for just watching John Cena, just 
have fun. Ham it, um, ham it up. Hamming it up. Um, great character it. arc. The story's good. You know, I, I'm not going to rag on it. It was good enough story. There, uh, As we talk about it more, I'm remembering these moments. And I'm like, yeah, there was some really cool uh, plot and story moments that really, you know, like there when, when the butterflies all take over the police station like that was cool and i was like holy shit like what's gonna happen here and and the agents Stakes. agents that were chasing after them like they played a part too and they played it mm -hmm. well and it was good like so you know it, it this is a very good show yeah definitely definitely go ch uh check it out uh on, on hbo max while you still can before you know the new head of warner discovery decides to shut everything down and you never get to watch any of this crap again so go check it out um, save HBO Max by watching Peacemaker because I think that's a really good medium. Um, I have nothing else to say on the matter. Um, if we're all set, then we have been the modern nerd, and thank you for watching. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do, do, do.